Would you open up your Bibles with me to the book of Matthew, the teachings of Jesus? I want to talk about prayer. Just put on your title as you're doing that because I know you can do like four things at once. Today's message is prayer. Very simple title, but I could spend just hours on this subject. Such a blessing to see everybody here today, the visitors. We welcome you and greet you. My wife and I are here to speak with you and answer any questions you have, and so are the other leaders. So I just want to welcome you. In the time of doing this for the church, the, the finances, God has been blessing us. But we were also led to go into a time of 21 days of prayer and fasting. What we believe we accomplish in prayer and fasting is that we as a people get right with God so we can receive from Him. We believe that there's a lot of distractions in this world that keep us from connecting to God. When you unplug and begin to fast and pray, the connection comes in clear. Just like you heard with Pastor Chime, a lot of disruptions, di- disruptions between here and Nigeria. And I think that happens in our life. We love God. We love His Word. But family can get to be pretty busy sometimes. Our job can take over. Our needs can get in front of our face. That all we do is wake up in the morning and say, I need this, I need this, I need this. And we miss the big picture of life. You understand? Sometimes prayer and fasting, you get to see a bigger picture. And then it brings your heart closer to God. So let's talk about prayer today. If you're in Matthew, uh, I want you to turn to chapter 5, and we'll look at there and then move to chapter 6. But I want you to see first in chapter 5, the point of Jesus' teaching is this. I don't have time to go through what's called the Beatitudes. These are the attitudes in the kingdom that gets you blessing. So you put attitude with blessing, Beatitude. That's where it comes from. So attitudes in the Beatitudes. uh, Matthew chapter 5 and look at verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be what? Filled. Let's say it like we're up this morning. One, two, three. Filled. Come on. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. How hungry are you for God today? How hungry are you? Come on. If I kept you here until about 2 o'clock, you'd start getting hungry. Some of you are like, man, I'm hungry right now. Okay, so let's just go on with that. Let's imagine I keep you here till three. You are really hungry, right? I keep you here to five. You're like, Lord, let me out of this place, right? We keep you here to tomorrow. Somebody's getting hurt. It's not going to be good, right? If I, you're not eating, you better get out my way, Jack. Let me ask you a question. How hungry are you for God? See, do you have that hunger inside of you? Man, I need righteousness. I need more of God. I can't live the way I've been living anymore. I've got to change. I've got to pray. I've got to get alone with God. See, that's what fasting does. See, fasting says, I won't eat the bread of this world. I won't drink the drinks of this world. I'm going to drink the drink of heaven, the Holy Spirit, and I'll partake of the bread of life, which is Jesus, the Word of God. How hungry are you? Look at chapter 6, and in verse 5, you see that Jesus is now going to teach his disciples how to pray. Now, the biggest mistake we can do at this point is say, you know what? The way Jesus said for us to pray is the way I'm going to pray word for word until I go to heaven. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I love that prayer. It's in the Bible. How many love it? Amen. But how many know a time or two, maybe at a funeral or a wedding, you're just like, our father, which are, have you ever done that? Dude, I was just at a funeral. It was a sad time. And we said the Lord's Prayer like five times. 
We said it at the beginning. We said it at the end. We said it in the mass. And at the end, seriously, I'm like, our Father, which are, see, it didn't mean anything to me anymore. I want you to see what Jesus taught us about the Our Father. Ask yourself this question. Did he want it to be that way or was it an example of how to pray? Look at it. Chapter 6, verse 5. And when you pray, remember he never said if, when you pray, because you're going to pray because you got to make it today. Amen. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. Okay. So you're not going to come up here and just say, Pastor. I want to pray, dear Jesus. Everybody see me? Praise your name. No, that's not how we're going to pray. Not for people to see us. You all get that? Lesson learned. There we go. Verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So what's the principle you learn? Jesus is teaching you private prayer. So it's not just, well, I pray when I'm at church. I pray when I'm with my friends. No, this is a prayer example of what to do when you're by yourself. You're in a closet. I remember when we taught Adolfo this, he literally went home to his closet. Am I telling the truth? And he began to pray. Hallelujah. And now in the men's dorms, there was a bathroom that they were going to renovate and make a bathroom, but they just took everything out and cleaned the walls, but didn't put the bathroom in there. It's a very small bathroom. He went down there as the... R.A., the resident aide for the dorms, he went in there, put a prayer room in there, put things on the wall for people to write uh, their prayer requests on, put a little tape player in there, and they have a prayer closet in the dorms. See, he took that literally. Amen? So it's saying, go in private and pray, and God will reward you openly. Now look at verse 8. Excuse me, verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. You know that pagans used to pray with candles? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but i got to help you today. Pagans did that. They prayed with candles. Do you know that pagans prayed with beads? They had beads in their hands. Matter of fact, when I was preaching to the Muslims yesterday, I saw the prayer beads in their car. They are carrying on the Arabic tradition that was in paganism way before Muslim and Islam in 500 AD. Prayer beads have been in India since the time of prayer. Candles and prayer. It's always been around. Another thing that's always been around is repetitive prayers, meaning I tell you what to pray, you pray that. They call this in India mantras. You say this. They call it meditation for some people. You repeat it. In the Catholic Church, they call it the prayer to the saints, the Our Father, the Hail Mary. Listen to me, my friends. Jesus, right before he teaches you how to pray, says, don't do that. And what's the first thing people do? They do it. Now, Our Father, it's hard in heaven. What? Jesus just said, don't do that. But, see, we don't learn, do we? We're hard to learn and quick to forget. We really are. God help us. He's merciful. They'll look at your neighbor and say, he loves us. God is a good God. This is now how you ought to pray. When you pray, you know, your father knows what you need before you ask him. So there's the good part. God already knows what's going on. So somebody might stop right there and be kind of slick and be like, dude, if God already knows, why do I need to pray? <laughs> I just thought it. He got it. Okay. The point isn't God already knows, he knows everything. No, the point is this. When you pray, you change. When you pray, you speak God's word, you change. When you pray, your heart changes. Remember, it's not about God up in heaven going, do you really want that? I had no idea you wanted that. You're, you're suffering. I didn't know you were suffering. No, you see, what we're doing is saying, God, I'm suffering. Help. Oh, 
it's changing me because I'm actually admitting I need help. I'm humbling myself and I'm actually receiving better now because I cried out for help. You see, when our child is hungry, do we know three hours? Well, sometimes we forget. But uh, after three hours, do we know the baby needs to eat? Yes. But what does the baby do? The baby cries. And yes, that helps us understand that we are human and we're not perfect like God. But when that baby is crying, she's becoming aware of her own need. Sometimes she doesn't even know the extent of why she's crying. Ah! And then like the bottle's like, oh, the bottle is here. I'm, oh, I'm okay. How many have seen a baby do that? Okay. But you see, we knew that. The parents knew that. But the baby didn't know that. So the baby feels better when it cries. The baby then begins to act in a natural way, and we respond to it. And that is how prayers, it's us saying to God, God, I know you already know, but I want to say it for my sake so that I can change, so that I can be comforted. Look at now what we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And also, you can see in the manuscripts way down there at the bottom, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, when we pray, this is the example. So I want you guys to think about this now. You say, well, do we ever pray the Lord's Prayer? Sure, if you want to. It's an example. Should you quote Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd? Absolutely. Scripture. Awesome. But I want you to think of this, what I think Jesus was teaching. And I have proof of this. Number one, you never see the disciples ever repeat this ever again, word for word. But guess what they do? They pray. But they pray from their heart. Are you understanding me? Now, write on your paper, one, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm going to tell you what I believe the Lord's Prayer is teaching you in six categories of what to pray. Number one, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So how do you start off prayer? Hallowing the name of the Father. God, you're awesome. Before I get to my stuff, before I tell you how bad my life is, I want to start off by telling you how great you are. Number one, prayer starts with the praise of God. There it is. That was his principle. Jesus wasn't saying, every time you pray, repeat it like a pagan. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be, does, hold on, does anybody even know what hallowed means? Most people don't even know what they're talking about. Hallowed means holy. Holy is your name. What does holy mean? Awesome, glorious, separate from all sin, perfect. Now, now you're getting it, right? So what are we saying at the very beginning? Your name is awesome. I could keep you all day here with the names of God. His name is Jehovah, which is I am that I am the self-existent one. He is Jehovah Shikanu, the Lord your righteousness. He is Jehovah Mikadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. He is Jehovah Rohi, the Lord your shepherd. He is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord your banner of victory. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord your peace. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who provides. He is Jehovah, uh, the one that heals Jireh. No, Rapha is the one who heals. He is Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. That is your God. Hallow his name. Praise his name, somebody, in Metro Praise. Come on. Praise that name. Before you come, don't come with complaints. God does not respond to woe is me, pity patty parties. You do a little, you know, your little thing out there, little party hat on. You know who's there to throw the confetti? The devil. My life sucks. Yeah, it does. I'll never be anybody. No, you won't. That's the devil, my friends. The pity patty parties between you and the devil. Don't give me an invitation because I'm not coming. 
Okay, if you want to be my BFF, let's get down with the Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. And let's praise His name. Let's praise Him. He's awesome. He's glorious. He's the Lamb of God. He's the first and the last. He's the creator of the universe. He is Jesus, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Hallow His name. Praise God. Number two, make His kingdom your business. I love the way my dad said it. He's a Christian businessman. He says, you get in God's business, he'll be in yours. You see, it's not my kingdom. God, I come to you right now. I need a new church. I need some new shoes. I need to, No. The first thing after we praise his name, God, you're awesome. God, I want your kingdom to come. Your will to be done. What do you want me to do, Jesus? It's all about you. How do you want this church to be? It's all about you. How do you want my family to be? It's all about you. The kingdom of God is a simple concept. It's a king who is God, and you are not. That's the kingdom, okay? And when you obey in the kingdom, you're a good king's kid. When you do bad, you get put into the dungeon. Don't do that. That's the kingdom. I mean, come on, let's just keep it real, keep it simple. There's a king. We're not that king. We're here to obey. You, you obey, you're blessed, you don't, you're cursed. That's the kingdom. So what are we praying? God, your kingdom come from heaven on earth as it is up there. So what's going on up in heaven? Are people arguing and fighting up in heaven? No. Are people backstabbing each other in heaven? No. Are people not getting along with their family members up in heaven? No. They're getting along. They actually love each other, okay? They have meals together. I guess they like each other. We can do this down here. White, black, pink, and purple, they're all precious in his sight. Oh, God loves the children of the world. This is us. This is the world. So what we're saying is, God, what's up there, the peace that's there, the joy that's there, the prosperity that's there, bring it down here and let your will be done. You see, when you pray a prayer like that, God turns his ear to you now. It's, it's not the repeating of the words, your kingdom come. No, it's you saying, I hallow your name, and now it's up to you what you want to do. Because I'm going to be the best mom I can be for you. I'm going to be the best dad. I'm going to be the best student. I'm going to be the best leader. I'm just going to do it all for you. It's your kingdom. It's your will. And I make my will your will. Amen? The third part is give us today our daily bread. Does it say give me arroz con candules? Does it say give me ibalitos from Nelson? Give it to me, man. You cannot have any more. It's mine. No, no, no. We never understand. Why are we always praying for me, myself, and I when it says, give us? Did you know that you're directly tied to your neighbor according to what God gives you? Do you know that when God blesses you, it's not just for you. It's to go through you. When you have a bigger house, that's so you can invite more people over. Amen? When you get a bigger budget, it's so you can spend more and take care of more people. When you have a bigger vehicle, so you can fit more in and bring them to church. That's the purpose. Amen. It's not just for you. You read the book of Acts. It said they had all things in common. You see, when we pray, this should be our prayer. God bless me to be a blessing. That's our prayer. God bless me to be a blessing. Because remember the one that went right before that? Because it's your kingdom. See, it's not about the amassing of wealth. Look at the people who do that in our world. The, the superstars, the entertainment industry, do they look really happy people? Do they look like you really want to imitate their day-to-day life? Absolutely not. So the amassing of wealth, wealth will not satisfy us. But what will give you the joy that is bigger than any million-dollar check when you give and help people? 
Sometimes you talk to the richest people. Some of you have friends that give to others, and they give so much money away, and you say, how do you do that? You know why? Because they know it's better to give than it is to receive. Even Bill Gates. You say, man, if I had Bill Gates' money, man, I'm buying a whole planet. Jupiter, mine, live right there. Like, you're not even playing. Like, you're buying, like, not even just, like, states. You're buying countries. What does Bill Gates do? He, like, lives in, like, a little mansion compared to what he can have. He has a few little doodiddles, and he's given half of his money away. Now, you might say, well, if I had that much, I will give half. But listen, it's still half. Have you ever given away half of what you had? Come on, you got $5 in your pocket. You want to split it with your neighbor right now? You see, greed comes from the heart no matter how much you have. When you learn to pray the prayer, give us, life becomes more about than what you have. It's about what you give. Amen. Let's go on now to number four. Forgive us. Oh, help us, Jesus. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Oh, is there not a time to pray that right now? Come on. We so need that today. Forgive all of us. Sometimes people say, Joe, you're so, you know, you're so mean to the homosexual because you say it's sin. No, listen, forgive us. Forgive, forgive this whole city, Jesus. Joe, you talk to the gangbangers and you tell them that they, you know, they're murderers and they're not living right. Listen, forgive us. The adulterer, us, us, it's us, people. Last time I checked, none of us was from Mars or Venus. We're all human beings. And when we hurt each other, it affects all of us. There, there is nobody an island unto themselves. And when one sins, it's a sin against all of us. One sin is a sin against all of us. I could keep you here and tell you extreme examples of how one sin can just shatter thousands of lives. Just think about that. Your life affects people. When Columbine shot up a school, those guys, those two guys affected that entire school. Why can't two young people live for God and affect an entire school? Come on. You look at these Islamic extremists brought the entire nation to its knees, begging for mercy. Oh, we're scared to fly in planes. All of this because of these crazy, a dozen of them, these lunatics. Why can't we be crazy for Jesus and go to their country and convert the whole nation to Christianity? Bring them to their knees, but with love and grace. And some of you don't think it can happen. Look at some videos from Nigeria right now. Millions of people are converting from Islam to Christianity because of the love and the kindness. 10,000 churches right now are being planted in Mozambique, Africa alone. So 60 is like just starting off. You know, we're just umpikito. We're just little. Forgive us. Next to that point, write some of the things us needs to be forgiven of. Come on. Pornography. Us. Divorce. Us. Rebellious children. Oh, that one always gets me. When the mom's like, you better crack that child. I'm like, hello, what about your child? Come on, be a mom to that child and to your child. It's an us. If your pastor ever comes, if you ever think that I come across self-righteous, please forgive me. That is never my intention. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I would be going to hell, and I would be worse than many of you here today. I'm telling you that if it wasn't for the grace of God, it is us, my friends. It is us. It is us. It is us. I need Jesus every single day of my life. That's what we pray about. Forgive us. Verse 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And all the ladies said amen. And all the men said amen. You see, ladies, sometimes you be leading us into temptation. You need to watch what you are wearing because us can struggle with that. 
Did pastor just say that? Yes, last time I was an us, okay? I definitely ain't, ain't, ain't going after a guy, okay? Okay, so there ain't none of that going on. So, ladies, watch what you're doing because you might be bringing somebody else into temptation. And, fellas, the same thing. Watch what you're telling ladies. Watch what you're telling people, us. Parents, watch what you tell your children. You curse in front of them. You get upset when they curse. Hello? Us. Don't lead them into temptation. Do you pray? Do you witness parents? Come on, I'm challenging you. Young people, don't get mad at your mom and dad after they got mad at you because you didn't clean your room for three weeks and there's some fun guy growing underneath your bed. Hello? Don't be getting mad at moms and dads. So that, that's why there is a belt in the house right here. I keep it on me. You're not my father. I'll act like him for a little bit. That's okay. Tap me in, Cross. Go tap me in, somebody. I'm in on this one. Man, I'll tell you what. My mom said if whipping would have made you better, it sure would have made you a saint because I whooped you all the time. And you know what? I do believe it made me better. So I'm telling you, us, it's all about us. Families, it's us. It's not just the dad saying, well, I got it all under control, but this woman's terrible. My kids, no. It's your kids. It's us. It's everybody. Nobody can push it off on somebody else. Well, the wife says, well, this joker, my husband, would just do it right. This whole house would be changed. No, us. Well, my kids, this one is the craziest one. No, us. And it's the same thing in the culture. Well, well, these people right here at the high school, if the the Prosser kids would change. No, us. Some may say don't lead us into temptation. I want to sum up the prayer today. Number one, we're praying that we would hallow God's name. Number two, we're praying that his kingdom would come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Number three, we're praying that all of our needs are met so that we can help others. We're praying that we forgive as we're being forgiven. And we're praying not to be led into temptation. And I love the ending, whether it's foreign to the text and inserted later or in the actual text, it ends with saying, yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Would you stand up with me today, please? Band, would you come? Can you say amen if you want to pray? So the first 24-hour prayer meeting starts now till 12 p.m. tomorrow. I want to leave on an excited note because now you got to apply it. We have 14 more days left of prayer as a corporate body. I gave you times to come together with us and pray. But this lesson was on private prayer. We'll pray publicly, and I want you to come. But even if you said, Pastor, I'm coming to prayer means I'll be there, but you don't bring it at home and develop that life, you're missing the point. I want to share with you some scriptures about prayer before we go. It's found in our 201 book. And today we were talking about our devotional lives. And I just want to end with some of these scriptures that would encourage you to begin to pray and ask God for a a new direction in your life, a new direction for this church. Pray for me. Oh, Lord, you could pray this next 14 days, 24-7, and just not even touch all the things that I got going on. Pray for me. I'm praying for you, too. James 5.16 says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, the earth produced crops. What was James? He was a righteous man. What was his prayer? It was powerful and effective. 
your prayers can be powerful and effective. Ephesians 6, 17 through 18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. See, we talked about all kinds of prayers today. Thanksgiving prayer, forgiveness prayer, all kinds of prayer. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the saints. Always keep on praying for all the saints. You could pray a whole day just for Nigeria. You could pray a whole day just for India, just for Pakistan, just for Mexico, and all the other 300 nations we want to get to. John chapter 4, verse 23 says, Yet a time is coming, it has now come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Do you know that prayer is also worship, and worship is a form of prayer? Do you know that when you raise your hands up, you say, God, I love you, you're hallowing his name? And the Bible says he's looking for you. He looks for us to do that. I want to just read a few more. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Acts 10.30, Cornelius answered four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour, three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me. So he was praying at three in the afternoon and he saw an angel. You never know what you might see. Come on. Acts 14.23, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. And can I give you the summary of this whole entire lesson on pray? 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Pray continually. Pray continually. Father God, we're going to start it right now. Some of us have been praying, but some of us need to start right now. Lord, we commit to prayer. God, I taught your people what you taught them 2,000 years ago, and it's still real to us today. God, we don't want to pray repetitive prayers and sound like pagans, but God, we want you to hear us talk to you. We know you already know it, but we need to get it off our chest. We need to talk about it. With every head bowed and eyes closed, you ever gone through something and somebody walks up to you and says, you just want to talk about it? And you talk about it and you feel better. Those of you here, You ever had a parent see that you were going through a hard time and they just said, what's on your mind? And you just let it all out and you knew that something was just changing? Think of that times a million with God. Father, I pray right now we open the connection back to you. Lord, we got everybody's cell phone number, everybody's email and Facebook, except, Lord, some of us are not connected to you. We ride the buses, we ride to work, we are at school, we're on the job, and God, you are so distant from us. I pray these next few weeks we draw closer to you than we've ever been before. Just in your own way, I know this is not private prayer time, you are in a public place. Just as the music plays softly, would you take the next 60 seconds just to pray? Whatever's on your heart. Whatever's going on, God wants to hear you pray. Hallelujah, Lord. Bless your name.
Come on, about 30 more seconds. Jesus, come. Hear the hearts of your people today. We're speaking our thoughts out loud to you today. We're not ashamed. And we're not just making wishes because we know you hear us when we pray. Oh, God, I lift up to you the the Wallone family who lost their father this weekend. Be with them, God. Be with them, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Pray for our young people, God, going to high schools, Lord, that the violence is increasing, God. I pray for them. Protect them and be with them, God. I pray for our families here today, Lord, that are doing their best, God, and it just doesn't seem like enough to make ends meet, God. Do miraculous things in their midst, God. Lord, I pray for our Bible college that meets here every Monday, Lord, and hears your word. I pray their hearts will always be soft for you, God. See, isn't praying fun? You can go all day. You just think about needs, things that you care about, and you tell it to God, and it makes a difference. My final prayer for you today is that you would hunger and thirst for the Lord. God, make us hungry. God, make us hungry for you. I pray this week, God, when we're thinking about eating, somebody will push aside the plate and fast and say, I'll skip this meal to remind myself that earthly food may perish, but your heavenly food endures forever. I pray that some will fast a week, some will fast a day, some may fast an hour, that God, whatever it is, we will hunger and thirst for righteousness. And that prayer meetings this week and the next will be filled with hungry and thirsty hearts that you'll move in a mighty way and things will be broken off of our lives. Addictions, situations will change in your name. Hallelujah. Amen. If you love the Lord, can you say amen? Praise God.